The Courage to Lead, episode 160. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having an exceptional week. I'm having a great week and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest. Please help me welcome Tamara Mitchell Davis. Tamara Mitchell Davis is a seven-time best-selling and award-winning author, wife, mother, and CEO of TM Davis Enterprises, LLC. She holds an MBA and a school business administrator certification from the state of Connecticut and serves as an adjunct faculty member in the business department at Asnuntuck Community College in Connecticut. Her published works include Goal Getter, Strategies for Overcoming Life's Challenges, Goodbye Fear, Hello Destiny, Blessed Not Broken, Volumes 1, 2, 3, and 4, and co-author in Dear Mama, all available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other retail outlets. Tamara's eighth book, Dream the Plan, Plan the Dream, The Seven Steps to Manifesting Success, will be released spring of 2022. Tamara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So Dream the Plan, Plan the Dream, is that out now? Is that available? Uh, it, soon, soon it will be within the next 30 days. Excellent. Yes. And you have written a ton of books. You are busy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> busy, yes. I, I like to say productive. Productive. Productive and busy, yes. That's true. Busy has negative connotation. But <laughs> yeah, very productive. Very cool. All right. Well, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about... Um, how you got your start, all the books you've written, who you work with and how you help them, among other things. Uh, But before we get started, I've got 10 questions. These questions uh, I ask every one of my guests. They're questions made famous on the TV show Inside the Actor's Studio, where the host James Lipton asks these same questions of his uh, guests from Hollywood TV, film, and stage. And I figure if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So Tamara, if you're ready, I have 10 questions for you. Yes, ready. All right, question number one. What is your favorite word? Uh, my favorite word is goals. Goals. What is your least favorite word? Fear. What turns you on? My husband. <laughs> what turns you off? Negativity. What sound or noise do you love? The ocean. Mm -hmm. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, Hearing someone chew out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Uh, Question seven. What is your favorite curse word? Uh, My favorite cuss word is... It rhymes with bit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Well, um, suddenly I became drawn to the nomad life thanks to Coach Harlan. So I think that would be it. Being a nomad. Excellent. (laughs) All right. What profession would you not like to do? Like to do pest control. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I could tell you some stories. Okay. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well done, my faithful servant. Well done. Excellent. All right. 
Tamara, we're going to take a quick break here. But when we come back, we're going to talk about how you got your start, um, all the work that you're doing, the books that you've written, how you help people, what you do. And uh, yeah, at some point, we'll talk about courage and leadership. Okay? Yes. Thank Perfect. You. All right. So listeners, we're going to talk about all of that and more right after this. So stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I am back with my guest, Tamara Mitchell-Davis. Tamara, welcome again. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Glad you could make it with us today. Yes, I'm back. And back. So... Tell me a little bit about how you got started. Where did you, you know, like right now you're working, you're still working at the Connecticut school system, right? The community college yes. in Connecticut. Um, did you go to school for those things? Or is that something just like something you just fell into? Or how did you get there? Yeah, so currently I work in our um, public educational school system and adjunct uh, part-time. And uh, what I currently do in the business is something that I, I stumbled, fell into, purposed into. Um, it was not something I went to school for. Um, as a young teenager, I would just write and journal all the time. I had a desire to write and publish my own book, um, which is why fear was one of the words um, mm -hmm. I responded to as a word that I am not fond of because I know how fear can keep you from moving into your dreams, your passions, or pursuing your goals. And so um, I want, always wanted to write and publish a book, but fear was, you know, in my head and in my um, sphere of influence, I guess, um, to say the least. And I did not venture into it for years. Mm -hmm. When I say years, years. Um, and so, at, you know, writing, I just, something I just kept doing, starting, start, stopping over and over again and had the desire, but the fear was still there. And it took me about 10, 11 years to really come to grips with everything. And the reason I started um, really pursuing it more intentionally, my cousin passed away unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And she was very instrumental in encouraging me, like, write your story, share your story. Um, if it's something you want to do, you know, what's stopping you? And when that happened with her unexpectedly, I start thinking about, you know, dreams and goals that may have been unfulfilled. And that really lit the fire under me to just be more intentional with the things that I desired to do. And I published my first book, Go Getter, in 2017 with fear, with doubt and uncertainty, um, but pushed forward. And from there, it just birthed the business because I had other women reaching out to me to assist them with doing the same thing. And so that's why I said it, I kind of like fell into it, purposed mm -hmm. into it, was drawn to it, but it started and stemmed from my book. And I always say or tell people that my book started the business because that's just what happened. Sure. But you know, it's fear. Like you said, it holds people back from doing some amazing things, right? Courage is feeling the fear, but doing it anyways. Yes. And that's what I appreciate about your story is that you you still felt fearful, 
but it's like, this is something I, I have to do, right? I want to do it. I have to do it. Go out. So your first book was Goal Getter, right? Yeah. Strategies for Overcoming Life's Challenges. That is amazing. And now you're working with other women to help them create their books too, right? Yes. So volume, I do have individual uh, women that I work with. Um, my volumes of Bless, Bless Not Broken mm-hmm. are anthology book collaboration projects. So it's within those books that women become first-time best-selling authors. Um, we have our title, our theme, our message, and they all contribute a chapter to the book. And I teach and, and train on the writing process, bringing them to the publish line. And then from there, they go on to write their own books, secure speaking engagements, and start building their author platform. That is amazing. So you actually help them find their voice yes. and get those chapters. That is cool. Very cool. Yes. How many women are you working with currently? Um, so I've I've assisted in, in the last two years about 40 women. Um uh, get to the publish line and currently uh, volume five is in the works. And, and right now we have six women on board and still selecting, uh, we have three more spots open um, for women to join the project. Wow. And then do you self-publish? Yes, I do self-publish. Um, so while we're writing or they're writing their chapters, I do have an editor on our team um, okay. who works with the ladies so that they can get familiar with the editing process because most do desire to write their own books. And so I teach them the writing process, you know, self-publishing, the editing phase of it, marketing, launching, um, on through, like what is it that you desire to do with your book, your story, your message, and help them create a plan to do just that. Nice. Yeah, because I, all right, I'm not here to talk about myself. I wrote two books, self-published. The first book is bad. I will just admit it openly. It's not that good. It was my first time out, but it was something that I wanted to accomplish and I did. Mm -hmm. Second book is a little bit better. When you write and you get done writing that book, that's not the end. That's just the beginning because now you have the editing, the rewriting process, and then all the the trek to get it to that, the finish line right across the, the publishing line. Yes. That is a long process. Yes. <laughs> did you figure this out all yourself? I did. I did. I, I figured it out just um, by doing it myself, my first book. And when you said your first book, like how you felt about your first writing, your, fi- your first mm-hmm. um, published book, um, those are some questions or um, feelings that I had too, because you want to put out something that's great. You want to make impact. You want to inspire. You definitely want to leave your um, imprint or footprint or writing print on the world. And um, those are some concerns that I had, like, is it good enough? Will it impact? Will, you know, will others read my story? And once the book was published, um, moving through that, and I had women reaching out to me to say, thank you so much for sharing your story. I connect with your story. Um, you've helped me. Then it was at that point that I had my aha moment, like, okay, there's more to this. There's more. Um, and so from there, that's when I started kind of like tucking fear away a little bit. You know, it still surfaces every now and then, um, mm-hmm. but I just moved through it. And so when you pointed out the courage piece, like daily, it is a reminder that even in fear, still move forward, even with doubt, still move forward, because the only way that you will get to the other side of it is by moving to the other side of it instead of being at a standstill. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no worries. And I was talking to a person earlier and they said, fail forward, like Mm. do something, move. If you fall down, learn from your mistake and keep going and just do a little bit every day. Right. It's not about the, how much I think it's, it's more about the consistency. Yeah. Having that time. 
Yeah. And that's, that's difficult though. Sometimes um, it like lately, that's what I've been hearing too, fell forward, fell forward. Or, you know, you hear stories of, of organizations or people failing multiple times before they have that great win or that, you know, good hit or something. And so back in the day for me, it was nerve wracking thinking, oh, what if this fails? Now failing is more normal it's normalized now like it's an expectation so it's it's changing of our thoughts you know our feelings and and thinking about what it is that we're venturing into and how it feels if it does fail like it's not the end how are you learning from it to then move forward in it and with it and so i do think the the um the thoughts around you know fear and failing has definitely shifted um it feels more comfortable now like if something happens and you make a mistake or something goes wrong it's like okay well let's try again um, but yeah, it wasn't like that for me a while ago. I was, you know, biting my nails and <laughs> cringing. Yeah. It was, it was quite difficult. Well, and finding the time to write to, uh, if you're working a full-time job, you're raising a family, it, it's hard to find that time to write. When do you do most of your writing? Is it early in the morning, later in the evening? Um, late in the evening. It just depends on when I'm feeling inspired. Um, honestly, I, I do market on my calendar, like writing time. So if it's on a lunch break late in the evening or most likely a weekend, a Sunday afternoon is, is when I have, you know, some free time I'll write, sit and write, but I do have it etched out on my calendar for times that I plan to write. Um, hopefully most times it works out that way, but you know, with, with responsibilities and, and just life happening, sometimes they get pushed to the next day. Um, I try not to let too many days go by without, without sitting down to write. Cause then we knows what, you know, we know what happens with that. So, um, I do have it penciled in on my calendar, um, as something that is, is a must do. So, um, I do write according to when I am inspired and I also use my calendar, um, to help me carve out time to write. And that might probably something new for some of the women that you work with too, to set a calendar up like that, to say, you know, mark these time, block that time out. I love block time blocking on a calendar. Yes. Do this on this hour, this at this day. Was that new for them to, to block their calendars out for that? For writing yeah, it's, it's new for them also. Um, what I started doing was having co-working sessions. Mm -hmm. So time when we would meet up and it would just be writing. Like it's no talking, it's no, it's no time to catch up or coach or, you know, do any of that. It's just sit, sit here, heads down and let's get some work done. And we'll sure. do co-working sessions for 90 minutes. And you'll be surprised wow. how much you can get done in 90 minutes. Well, the accountability, you got somebody there yes. watching. You yes. Know. Are yes. you staring yeah. off daydreaming or are you actually writing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how much time I waste staring out the window sometimes, you know, <laughs> but I'm thinking, I'm always thinking. Um, so tell me about some of these awards you've received. Um, hundred women of color. Yes. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. A hundred women of color is in our community. Um, there's a gentleman, Mr. Archer, well, Dr. Archer now, um, he does this event every year where women are um, awarded, nominated and awarded um, with awards based on leadership and community support. And so uh, someone nominated me. I'm not nice. sure who, um, but I did receive the award for community service and uh, leadership um, in our community. That's, I, I love when people say, I don't know who nominated me. Yes. That is such an honor <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Because I mean, yes. if it's if it's a friend or a coworker, that's one thing. But for somebody right. just out of the blue, that's, I like that. Yes. Um, ACHI Magazine Orator of the Year. 
Yes. So, um, yep, Achi, um, I was nominated for that as well. And I'm not sure who nominated me for, for that award as well. Um, and so this award is, um, it's an annual award and it's normally, it's not even in my, my, my state community It's more so like Virginia, um, Atlanta, uh, North Carolina, I think is another one, Baltimore, Maryland. Wow. So those areas. So I drove down to uh, Maryland and did a meetup once I was nominated to connect and network with the women. And then my husband and daughters met me, I think it was October of that year. I was I was at a conference and I left the conference and went to Virginia and my husband and daughters met me there. And you're in the audience and, you know, the nom- the, the category comes up and you're in the category with several other women. And my name is called. You don't know before you get there if you'll you'll get the award or not. Um, So being in the audience, hearing my name called and my daughters and everyone just cheering me on. And that was definitely a a beautiful feeling um, and to have my family there. But I did not know if I would get called. Yeah, but it was a great opportunity because it's, you know, it helps you to build relationships and expand your network outside of, you know, your normal day to day community that you're in. Um, So I did look at it as an opportunity to meet other women um, who are movers and shakers in their own spaces and places. And, you know, it it was great. Nice. Very cool. Congratulations on all. Thank you. Thank you. So back to the writing, because that's I mean, I'm. I'm an English major, um, literature. So I've I've written I've written all through school. Put it all away for a while, right? Start to bring it back out. And just the thought of writing, it, it excites me. I like it. I like mm-hmm. writing, getting my thoughts out. You've probably heard a lot of great stories from the women you work with. Yes. Can you share any of those stories that they've written about? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, if they're listening, I don't want anyone to feel. Um, <laughs> To feel some type of way, if I don't call your name, all of the stories are great um, and have been so inspiring for me and the readers. And um, there's a few that stand out for me. Um, But even before I get into like the individual stories, all of the women, including myself, when you're starting out writing and you're sharing a personal story, um, sometimes it's difficult because you're you're not sure how you'll be viewed, how you'll be judged. And sometimes that's the hesitancy or the resistance with sharing the story because you're just not sure. Um, so watching the women from the beginning move and flow through uh, writing and the process of writing and becoming published and, and seeing the transformation, transformation from timid, shy to now, you know, leading, courageous, brave. Um, have a voice, speaking, using their voice um, has been amazing for me to watch and witness. Um, And so some of the stories that stood out for me um, was one, one of my recent co-authors, Natalie. So Natalie is a a cancer survivor, um, amputee, and she just talked about how um, at one point, she had this, you know, these um, ill feelings towards herself, you know, because her body had changed because of what she had gone through. And then eventually, as she went through um, finding the love of her life, you know, being married and, and now having a voice, always wanting to write her story, share her story, and now doing so. And so watching her just transform from being, you know, shy and, 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 and I guess we could say like self-hate, if you will, 
um, or imagery, moving to self-love. So watching that process um, has been great. And, and all of the women, they have like amazing stories. Um, it, it just, it ranges from um, like the cancer or um, like I said, Natalie, the amputee or some challenges growing up. Um, um, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Um, bullying, you know, as a youth, um, shame, um, uh, divorce, like it's just life things that's happening and it's not the story. So typically for me as a visionary author, um, the stories aren't just like gloom, doom, gloom, or negativity. It's not that. Um, we do have our own spin because we don't want our readers to stay in the space of negative negativity and trauma and things of that nature, but it's the evolution of the woman. And so, yes, this happened, but here I am on the other side, you know, on the other side, different thinking, different, being different, living differently than what happened. And so and that, is, that the is the story key. of the overcomer. Yes, absolutely. That is key. There's being a victim and having been victimized. Yes. Victimizes in the past. Mm -hmm. Where are you now? And be proud of yes. where you are now. Yes. That's, that's key. That's awesome. Yes. And that and must make you feel really good. Yes. And that's what all the ladies share is more than just yes. the story. It's the process. It's the transformation yeah. to get to the other side. And that's what we share because when someone reads the book, we want them to say, aha, you mm -hmm. know, I can do it. I can, I, you know, Natalie has done this. Zena has done this. Sakina, Tasha, I can name all of the women. They have, they've walked this path and it wow. gives inspiration and hope that the reader can too. Sure. And that's uh, one of the things about the podcast, my podcast. I, I want somebody to listen to the podcast and say, you know what? I'm going through the same thing they went through. And if they can mm -hmm. do it, I can. I can, right? yes. It's that, that little bit of hope. And that's, that's yes. what you're reaching for. Very cool. Yes. Good stuff. Well, let's talk about courage. Writing a book, there's fear, right? We yes. talked a little bit about that. <laughs> um, it's almost like public speaking, although public speaking is probably higher up on the scale, but writing a book, you're putting your life out in front yes. of people. And, you know, it's, it, it's not just the story, but it's how you present the story. It's, it's everything. That, how was that for you? Was that fearful for you? And it was. Yeah. And, and that's why it took me years to even complete, <laughs> get it completed um, into, you know, the marketplace because I struggled with fear and, you know, fear of being judged, fear if it's good enough, um, if it'll be read, if it'll make the impact I want, what will I do with this? How would I sell it? Mark, like I had all the ifs, the ifs, the what ifs. Um, and so it was challenging moving through it. Um, but then now looking back, I'm like, it wasn't as bad as I like, where did all this come from? It wasn't that bad. Yeah. But, and like we said, courage is having that fear and moving ahead anyway, right? Yes. Because you, you want to do it. Um, the women that you work with, I'm sure they come in with their, their fears. Is it similar that they're afraid of the, the result or is it the afraid of having to face maybe something they they don't want to or haven't wanted to face in a while? I, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. And in the majority, though, I think it would be them not understanding like what it takes, um, because I typically ask certain questions when I meet with them as far as joining the projects mm -hmm. to see what has been the challenge with them writing and getting published. And it's usually 
Um, I'm not sure where to start or I'm not sure if this story is it. So I work through them, you know, through understanding, well, what is it? You know, what message do you want to share? What are the takeaways of someone who is reading the book and help them start thinking about that? Um, Because sometimes we have this idea and we're just stuck with this one idea. And so for me, I want to share with you multiples of those, you know, of that idea or ideas so that you can see what the possibilities are. So then it's just a matter of choosing, well, where do you want to start? You know, Um, and we all have a story. We all have Mm -hmm. a story. And so it's just deciding how you want to write the story, paint the picture and share with your audience. And so I help them, you know, conceptualize all of that um, and create their story that that they're proud of and want to share with others. Nice. Are most of them first person stories or do they, some go into like third person? First person. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's even tougher, I think, you know, because it, it is you, it's you on mm-hmm. the page and it's you opening up to, to everybody. Yeah. It's all you. Wow. Um, <laughs> and my thing, I'm like, no one can tell the story better than you can. Right. No, that's true. So, yeah. That's true. But that, like I said, that's kind of scary putting that all oh, out yeah. there in print. Yeah. Um, did you have a role model um, for courage growing up? Um, a role model for courage. So, yes, yes, yes. I was thinking about that, like, outside of family. Um, if I had to start with one, it would, of course, be my mom. Um, my mom, my cousin that I referenced um, early on. And um, I had a few mentors in my life. Um, and still have relationships and connections where I see people, you know, still operating with the courage and the bravery to, you know, move in the gifts or just explore things that they want to. And so I look at them for inspiration. Like you don't need to have all the answers. You just have to be willing to figure it out. And so watching that, and also, like I said, the whole thing with failing now or making mistakes is so normalized. It's like, you know, what do you have to lose? So <laughs> let's try it. <laughs> exactly. Um, if I was to bump, do you have folks working for you right now? Do you have a team yes. that works with? Okay. Mm-hmm. If I was to bump into any of those folks on the road and ask them what type of leader you are, what do you think they tell me? What kind of leader are you? I would say um, compassionate, um, I, I, I would like to think that I am the kind of leader that allows others to shine. Like I want people to operate and I say people, cause I do work with, like I have a small team, but there's other people that I connect with and work with. Um, I just want them to shine in their gifts and understand their brilliance. And so I do allow people to operate like I'm not a micromanage manager or managing type of person. And so there's certain things that I like and, you know, I desire for things to be a certain way. But if you have a way of doing it and it's your way and we still get to the same end goal, then by all means. So definitely operating in your own gifts and brilliance um, for the greater good. So, I, yeah, I would. I, I think that's how they would describe. I hope that's how they would describe me. (laughs) Oh, that's excellent. That is awesome. Um, In working with leaders, what do you look for in a leader? Do you look for the same type of things, same type of traits? Yes, I do. Um, I do. Understanding that there's, there's different ways of working and, um, 
instead of being so like rigid, um, allow people to just operate in their gifts. I just think that it's, it opens the, the, the waves for um, ideas and just um, not only ideas, but just synergy and harmony. And um, when you allow things to just flow instead of being so you know rigid and structured, and I don't know if structure is the right word to use, but sometimes when there's too much structure, it can stifle, you yes. know, ideas and stifle people from um, wanting to be a part of, you know, what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best thing that you can do is, is tell people, here's the, the result we're after. Mm-hmm. Go yes. do it. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. then their creativity comes out. They may come up with ways you never even thought of. Yes. That's the word I was looking for. Creativity. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Um, so what's next for you? I mean, you've got all the books, more books coming out. Yes. Um, you've got your, your writers program where you help these women, uh, find their voice and everything. Your website, the CEO wife, mm-hmm. that's all part of that program, right? To help yes. people kind of find their, man, yeah. busy, 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 busy. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, what's next for you? What's, what's on the horizon? So we have the, um, well, I just finished the conference. Um, when we spoke before, I was in planning phase right. of it. Um, so we just finished our three-day authors conference. It's Pen to Profit uh, conference, three days of learning, connecting, building, and of course, writing. Nice. Um, and so that is on the horizons because Pen to Profit for 2023, we will be in Puerto Rico. And wow. so, Very cool. yeah. <laughs> So that's what, you know, what I'll be planning for. Um, My book, Dream Your Plan, Plan Your Dream, will be out within the next 30 days. Um, The individual, The Blessed Not Broken, Volume 5, will start, will be selecting additional women to join that project so we can start next month. And I am also venturing into a couple's anthology. And the Mm -hmm. difference um, with this couple's anthology is that the husbands will be writing too. So the wives will write their chapters and then the husbands will have like a rebuttal to the, you know, to the wife, (laughs) to the wife. Uh Um, And it's about love, marriage and business. And so the women who are on the project are business owners. And so how the husbands support, you know, the dreams and goals of the wife and yeah, have some dialogue around that. So I'm excited about that too. (laughs) That's going to be interesting. Yeah. I can, I can already imagine some of the conversations. Hmm. But that's neat. I like that. So Puerto Rico. Very cool. Yes. So if people want to learn more about your programs, maybe they have, they want to learn to write and things like that. How can they get in touch with you? Yes. I would say the website, uh, www.theceowife.com. Um, right now it has, you know, a few book projects on there. Um, I will be updating it to include some of the more recent um, book collaboration projects. So it will be the website, Um, I am on social media. So Facebook, the CEO wife on social on Facebook and Instagram, the CEO wife, eight, six, zero, eight, six, zero. Okay. Nice. Very cool. Well, this has been awesome. Like I said, I love the thought of writing. I I have ideas for books. I don't know if I'll ever get around to actually doing them and stuff, but I think just having that creative space for people to come in and say, I'm going to do this. I think that's, that's awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I definitely love your platform too, the Courage to Lead. 
Um, it, it, and, and I read the articles that you shared. I, I did read the articles Good. and being here with you. I mean, it just, you sharing your story inspired me from the beginning. And I'm like, Hmm, how can I make that happen? <laughs> how can I make that happen? Oh, so awesome. I wanted to thank you so much for the opportunity to be here with you and for the work that you do. Absolutely. No. And I would love to have you back on as you get more books out there and, and, you know, maybe have even a, a panel and yes. have some of your other writers on so we can talk about the, the process of writing, Ex- yes. you know, opening yourself up like that. Is, yes. Uh, I would love that. Great. I'm sure the ladies would love that as well. Perfect. So All right. I would we'll love to do that. definitely talk about doing that. Great. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the program. I really appreciate it. And uh, listeners, hope you guys were taking a lot of notes. I will have all of the links in the show notes so you can make sure you get in touch with Tamara and and find out more about her programs. And uh, who knows, maybe a trip to Puerto Rico. That would be awesome. Yes, come join us. (laughs) All right, listeners, make sure you share this uh, episode with all your family, friends, and colleagues. Anybody you know that has written a book or wants to write a book, wants to be a writer, uh, make sure they get uh, this episode. And stay tuned because there's always more coming. That's it for me, Coach Harlan saying so long for now.